0: Hello, listeners, Terra Informa is currently on a fall break. For the month of September, we'll be airing archive episodes while the Terra Informa team catches up on life off the airwaves. This week, in the spirit of back-to-school season, we are revisiting an episode from September 2019 about the Canadian curriculum and climate organizing. This episode is the second part of a two-part series we created on youth education during the climate crisis. If you are interested in listening to part one of the series, where Terra Informers Elizabeth Dowdell and Sonic Patel talked about the state of the Canadian curriculum and their own reflections on their own climate change education, there's a link to that episode in the show notes. In this episode, you'll hear audio from a die-in put on by Edmonton Youth for Climate and an interview with some of their organizers. Now, without further ado, here's this week's archive episode. From coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Hannah Cunningham and I'll be your host for the next half hour of environmental radio. I would like to begin this episode by acknowledging that Terra Informa is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM, a campus and community recording studio located in Edmonton, Alberta. We are situated on Treaty 6, the historic and present territory of Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, Dene, and many other First Peoples that live and gather here. We ask you to consider your connection to this land and how you are challenging the colonial systems of oppression in place as part of your treaty obligations. Since this week's episode is about climate activism, maybe look into Indigenous-led groups in your area that are fighting for a livable climate through decolonization and find out how you can support them and their work. We all have a role to play in this relationship that is treaty. This episode is part two of a two-part mini-series on youth education in the climate crisis. If you haven't listened to part one, I suggest you head back and listen to that first. The Canadian curriculum fails in teaching students how they can mitigate the climate crisis. But this isn't stopping them. Youth around the globe are fed up with the inaction and lack of climate education and are making their voices heard. Prominent youth, Greta Thunberg, has started a movement challenging the failing institutions in place striking on Fridays to mobilize government action. While the beginning of Greta Thunberg's Fridays for Future movement began in August of 2018 and began to get the attention of the big news outlets, young people have been participating in climate activism for a lot longer than that. Shutezkat Martinez, a 19-year-old Indigenous environmental activist and hip-hop artist from Colorado, has been speaking publicly about climate change since he was six years old. In an article in The Guardian, which you can find on our website, Youth from places around the world, including Samoa, India, Argentina, and Japan, talk about how many of them have either been directly experiencing climate change from a very young age, or have heard about it at home or school and felt uncertain about the state of their future, in some cases, quote, for as long as they can remember, end quote. Here in Edmonton, youth have joined this fight. Organization, Edmonton Youth for Climate, is a collective of young people who aim to educate and engage people to take action in the increasingly worrisome climate crisis. This week, we are taking you to the front lines. On September 20th, 2019, Youth for Climate and other climate organizers from the city staged a die-in in downtown Edmonton as a start to the International Week of Climate Action. Listen in for some audio from the protest, as well as interviews with organizers of Youth for Climate.
1: So let's start with just your name and your pronouns.
2: My name is Olivier Yadkinkaya and I use pronouns he and him.
1: Awesome. Okay. I'm Charlotte Thomason with Tara Informa, uh, I use she, her, they, them. What does Youth for Climate do? What is the organization?
2: Edmonton Youth for Climate is pretty much the Fridays for Future chapter in Edmonton, So. Most of what we do is organize climate strikes, but we have had workshops and so on to get new members on board, and and, uh, we have talked about having certain community events, but most of what we do is just um, organize the strikes.
1: Talking about this review of all the curriculum across Canada that happened and kind of the the ways in which Canadian curriculum falls short in climate education, um, do you feel personally that your high school education has like equipped you to deal with the climate crisis?
2: Definitely not. The involvement of the climate crisis in our curriculum is pretty much non-existent. The only place where it currently exists, at least in the Alberta curriculum, is in the one unit in Science 10, which is the climate unit, but it isn't really focusing on like just the climate crisis. It's, it's kind of like, oh, here's climate change, it's a thing. Yeah, it, it's it's really, uh, in fact, most teachers kind of, there's even some teachers that don't even cover that because they think it's not really important and they don't have time to do it, and it's usually at the end. I was pretty lucky to have um, a teacher in high school that decide to make that the most kind of, like, important unit in his class. And, yeah, I mean, he he finds that stuff really important, so I was kind of lucky just to experience his own, like, Teaching and stuff. <laughs> I know you just have to be in his class to understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. So, building on that, speaking on your personal experience, and my experience, and like the experience of the two Terra Informers last week, none of us have had like a very extensive climate education, at least built into our school system. So. As somebody who like is a youth taking the reins on like dealing with the climate crisis and like acting in the climate crisis, how do you like educate or have dialogue with older generations, like say your grandparents, that definitely wouldn't have had climate education growing up?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, um, we definitely push the idea that our generation will be the first ones to be to experience the uh, worser effects of climate change, and. We try because I mean, obviously their generation, like individually, they don't really have to worry about uh, the effects of climate change because they're not going to be around when um, the actual worst effects come about. So we really tried like, to explain, OK, this like in, in the, the long term, when we're like 30 years old and so on, we're going to start seeing. Um, I mean, we're already seeing a lot of uh, increased uh, extreme weather and so on, but it's going to be uh, to much, much greater extent, like in, like, just, I don't know, like. Twelve years and so on, right? Uh, In terms of just like educating people in general, we mainly do that through speeches. Um, We try bringing speakers in to give uh, powerful message messages that uh, the people that attend the strike they'll remember. So that's a really important thing for us. People so people can leave the strike with uh, you know uh, having learned something.
1: Do you find it difficult to have like one on one dialogue with like some older people that just like don't believe climate change is a threat?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have too many conversations with people that don't believe that it's a threat. I I usually (laughs) just uh, (laughs) – it's usually just not worth my time to do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult because the fact that they they don't believe that it's a threat already means they're probably uh, ignorant regarding that anyways. So it'd just be difficult to have a conversation with that type of person.
1: Yeah. Do you, like, have any strategies that you would use, I guess, to kind of, like – Help people understand the the threat of the climate crisis.
2: Well, I know. I I mean, I probably I I refer to the IPCC report quite often. I give examples of things that are already happening um, in Alberta that are related to climate change. Um, Like, for an example, the increase uh, of forest fires and the worsening of forest fires. In at least in Edmonton, we experienced that through uh, smoky days, which will be beginning to see much more often last may there's one day where it was like really it was dangerous to even go outside because the air quality was so bad and uh, climate change um, will increase the number and the the strength of forest fires quite significantly through droughts and increased lightning strikes which ignite the fires and also um, more violent winds which push smoke to uh, different cities and also spread the fire faster
1: what do you think is the most important way to address climate change?
2: Well, it's it's really important to understand that it's uh, an intersectional issue. There's a lot of different things that are affected by climate change that aren't uh, necessarily uh, easy to understand the connection of. Just the idea that the people that will be most uh, worstly affected by the climate crisis are the ones that uh, contribute the least to it. And also the fact that uh, fighting uh, to stop climate the climate crisis, that's something that should be important for everyone because everyone will be affected by it necessarily equally, of course, because there's certain parts in the world that will be much uh, more greatly affected. The extent where people will have to migrate because uh, their homes will become uninhabitable and we also need to understand that it's it's important to have a just transition. Um, there's a lot of people that are uh, understandably worried for their jobs when they work in the oil industry, and we need to ensure that those people have income security because a lot of people will be just uh, fundamentally against climate action only because they're understandably worried for their jobs and their families.
1: As a youth organizer, um, do you find that you like have a, have a lot of support from adults? Like in general and in in your life specifically.
2: I mean, I mean, I guess like Edmonton Youth for Climate, we have connections with CJE and with Extinction Rebellion in Edmonton. Most of those people are adults, and they do help us a lot with a lot of things. Pretty much every event we've had, uh, we've had support, um, like direct support from both groups through marshaling or speakers and so on. So, I mean, in the like. Uh, environmental organizing community we do of course have a lot of support from adults just in general adults uh, in society are like a bit uneducated um, regarding the severity of the climate crisis just kind of you know equating it the, the severity of it to kind of just any other topic on like the debate floor, like healthcare and so on. But the the reality is that um, something like healthcare is like if we if we don't act on on the climate crisis, healthcare and economy and everything else, uh, those will just Those issues will go to hell. It's kind of the importance of, for instance, in the federal election, we need to be taking the climate crisis more seriously and and not just having like, okay, five minutes on the climate crisis, five minutes on healthcare, five minutes on on the economy, because uh, everything else will be like greatly affected if we don't uh, act necessarily on the climate crisis.
1: So you've been kind of helping with organizing the strikes uh, with the Fridays for Future movement since March.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I joined. That's about the time where I joined Climate Strike Canada, and then okay. I got into Edmonton Youth for Climate in May.
1: Okay. So you've kind of been at this game for a while. Yeah. A couple months. <laughs> what what kind of advice do you have for students listening that are, like, maybe not in Edmonton that kind of want to, like, organize their own strikes or start mm-hmm. a youth-led movement in, like, other places? Yeah.
2: So chances are there's already a, a group that's organizing climate strikes uh, in that in whatever city that is. But there are a lot of places that uh, currently don't have um, strong organizing. And uh, what I probably suggest is to reach out to Climate Strike Canada because we do have resources um, available. We do have people that will uh, call you and, and train you on how uh, you can start organizing a, a strike group in your city and um, what you can do to like try mobilizing the people there. So.
1: Yeah, so... This is your chance to plug any events that you have <laughs> that are coming up.
2: right So um, on Friday, September 20th, which is tomorrow, we have a die-in protest pretty like most of the larger cities in Canada are doing this. It's going to start the week of action, which is going to be this big, kind of a week of climate action globally where throughout the week there's a ton of different like climate action events and so on. And September 20th is the global strike, so a lot of cities throughout the world will be having big uh, strikes involving unions and businesses on that day. Pretty much every city will have a strike on, on the 20th and the 27th, and each city will, they've decided to focus on one of those days. Cities in Canada, um, we're focusing on the 27th, so that's our general strike day. It's the day where unions and businesses will be involved um, and participate through, I uh, like supporting or, in fact, uh, just having employees come out uh, or union members come out to the strike uh so yeah, September twenty-seventh, uh, again, Friday, th- the end of the week of action. That's gonna be a huge thing. Greta Thunberg's going to be in Montreal on that day. Uh, They're expecting like <laughs> three hundred thousand people. <laughs> it's kinda crazy.
1: Yeah, totally. Oh man, to meet Greta, wouldn't that be the dream? <laughs> she like started this whole Yeah. <laughs> started this whole thing, which is really cool. If folks wanna learn more. How can, they, how can they get a hold of you?
2: Uh, you can reach out to Edmonton Youth for Climate on Facebook. We try to answer everyone that we can. You can also check out edmontonclimatestrike.org, basically just uh, a small website with uh, information about uh, all the events in the week um, with links to the different Facebook events for everything. And, yeah, uh, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is... Uh, at Yegg Strike, Instagram is at student.strike. yeg, and then Facebook just uh, Edmonton Youth for Climate.
3: questions Um, yeah so if you're comfortable do you mind sharing your name
4: well my name is Dorinda King
3: and what was it that motivated you to come out to this event
4: oh my gosh Um, (laughs) well a good a good 50 years 60 years of slow destruction to our planet and I've kind of well had enough of it and I'm just trying to do whatever I can do to to curb away from fossil fuels because that's a, a huge problem
3: and what kind of responses are you hoping to see from politicians or the public to these kind of events?
4: Well, I'd like to see politicians um, pledge to move to, to net zero by 2025. I'd also like to see public awareness be, be amped up and I would like to see people moved from possibly um, some apathy to more action and therefore these changes we'll see more and more of them.
3: Right, thank you um, on the show recently we've been talking a lot about climate education and amongst some of us what we thought was lacking when we were in the education system uh, do you recall when you first became aware of the climate crisis and some kind of some of the actions you could have you could do to resolve them
4: when I first became aware and some of the actions that could be taken now do you mean for people who are yeah. first becoming aware yeah
3: or just any kind of climate action measure um, that or when you became aware Uh, possible solutions and their effectiveness
4: possible solutions Um, well I mean like you talk about uh, being in school and first finding out about it learning about it I think it definitely needs to be implemented in the curriculum which it's currently not Um, as well um, I think uh, people kind of they they, uh, if they don't actively seek it out it's hard to find out the truth about what's actually happening because uh, a lot of our A lot of our media outlets, they don't uh, uh, really reveal the raw truth of exactly what's going on and so I I would advise people to uh, get in touch with organizations that are environmental in nature, start start reading up on, on all the articles and scientific papers that they can and they will learn a lot from that.
3: mind just sharing your name and what you do? Uh, I'm Abram
5: Milsissen, A-B-R-A-M-I-L-C-I-S-I-N, and uh, I just kind of, like, organize with the group. We don't have any, like, official roles, but we kind of delegate things out on strike days to know
3: who's doing what. And so, what was your motivation for getting involved with this group and holding events like these?
5: So, my motivation is that climate change is the biggest issue to our generation and the fact that governments aren't taking it more seriously is something that we really need to change and why we we youth who can't vote yet need to come out and show our that democracy
3: works in other ways. And what kind of responses are you hoping to see from the public or from politicians to these kind of events?
5: So we're hoping to see politicians realize that these are problems that are very core to Canadians switch their policies to be more progressive on climate change. And we're hoping that the public sees that you can really show your voice in this kind of way because a lot of people don't realize just that you can do these kind of things if you try.
3: And recently on the show we've been talking a lot about climate education and for some of us who are a bit older um, things that we thought were lacking in our education. So do you recall when you became aware of the climate crisis and when you decided to get involved in this kind of climate action?
5: Yeah, so School doesn't fully cover uh, climate change very well. They mention it, and it is in like some climate studies, I believe in grade 10, but it is not a main topic of any sort. Um, and I probably learned about it first in like grade 5 with the polar bear kind of idea of the caps melting. So that's kind of every kid hears about it, but they don't really get a comprehensive experience about it or knowledge about it until later when you do some own research because they don't really want you to know about it because it's such a huge issue that people have to fight to stop it.
3: Right. Uh, yeah, thanks for your responses. Do you have any kind of final statements that you want to put out there about today's event or climate action in general?
5: So climate action is something that everyone should be doing. It doesn't matter if you're on the left side or the right side of the spectrum. It's going to affect you. The fact that we will not have food possibly, that there's a lot of environmental changes that will completely disrupt our environment, that could really be a problem for you no matter where you stand. And also we want to say that this event, the die-in, was very representative of what we believe will happen in the future if we do nothing.
3: If you're comfortable, do you mind sharing uh, your name and just briefly what you do?
6: My name is Anne Newen. I'm a Master of Arts student. I study sociocultural studies at the U of A.
3: And what motivated you to come out to the protest today?
6: Because our climate, our Earth is dying and I think um, we're not doing enough about it. So as someone that had, has the privilege to be here to walk, to participate safely, I'm coming out here to... Uh, on behalf of those who can't be here, and joining everyone here to make a statement and say that we demand change and we need um, action right now.
3: Recently on the show, we've been talking a lot about climate education. Uh, do you recall when you became aware of the climate crisis and what kind of actions we can do?
6: Um, and anyone can answer, by the way, when you became aware of the climate crisis. When you became aware of the climate crisis. Um, I became aware,
0: I think the first time I heard about the climate crisis was when I was like in high school, there was a person that came and spoke on it, but it wasn't until very recently that I took a sustainability communications course at McEwen University and we were discussing how when you're talking about certain uh, polarizing topics, people have like walls that they build up that cause them to be unable to actually understand or hear concepts that are difficult because you don't like to hear those bad things. And it was not actually until I was learning about that and how many walls that I had built up in my life that I was able to like pull down those walls and actually listen for the first time to people who were talking about the climate crisis and how serious it was. And then there was a big switch in my life where I was like, okay, I'm gonna start to listen and take this seriously. And then that changed to, uh, yeah, where I am now.
3: <laughs> Does anyone else have a response?
6: I think mine is a lot from uh, like seeing climate advocates speak up a lot on social media the people that I surround myself with um, also being in sociology taking sociology courses learning a lot about the injustice and like learning that when the climate crisis hits the people that are going to be suffering the most are those people of color poor people um, it's not going to be the rich privileged people like I probably won't be as infected as them but it's kind of doing that advocacy advocacy work i um, fighting for social justice
3: does anyone else have any responses or uh, statements you want to share about today's event or climate action in general? Um,
1: I just want to say that I think we need to start building a community and no more independence. I think we all need to come together and realize that this isn't just one person's problem. This is a global issue and it's not just Canada. It's every country. It's all of us. We need to form together and do something. And no. Um, Just not one person, I don't know, that's my biggest thing I really want to spread for
2: everyone. Great. And I I love the multifaceted nature of solutions because, right, we're out here today and and we're yelling and we're screaming and we're smiling,
4: we're having a good time, we're losing
2: our voices, we're sharing water bottles, it's beautiful. Um, But at at the same time, we're going back to our places of education and we're learning more about real solutions that are are scientific and they're sociological. And um, that's really awesome. That, that we don't have to reject any single solution. We need to embrace them all, and, and there's a lot of hope in that.
3: Right. Uh, it's like my first time coming to one of these strikes, so it's a great time. It's like, it's really amazing just feeling the energy everyone gave and then chanting and just, like, all for the one cause. And it's, like, it's really amazing. And I love it a lot. Well, thanks, guys, for your time. Really appreciate it.
0: just heard audio from the youth-led climate die-in in Edmonton, Alberta. That wraps up our archive episode for this week. Feeling inspired by the actions discussed in this episode? You're in luck if you live in so called Canada. There is a National Day of Action taking place on September 8th, organized by 350 Canada. Here in Edmonton, this week on Wednesday, September 8th, a climate rally and march is taking place at 4 pm at the Legislature Building to demand bold climate action workers' rights, the strengthening of public services, and Indigenous sovereignty. The Edmonton Action is being hosted by Climate Justice Edmonton. For more information, check out their Facebook page. That's all the time we have for the Archive episode this week. Terra Informa is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM, produced in so-called Edmonton, Alberta, and is created by a team of volunteers. If you liked what you heard, check out our website, terrainforma.ca, or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Terra Informa. Catch you next week for another Archive episode right here on Terra Informa.